Hey, it's Jamie Sumner, left guard from 1994-95, and this is the Bunch of Nuts podcast with my boys Dan and Cass. Go Bucks! Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Bunch of Nuts podcast. This is Dan. I'm here with Big Cass. Court a little earlier than usual this week, Cass, but it's been a good, good week so far. Big game this weekend, spring game, Saturday, April 15th at the Shoe at noon, like usual. Going to be awesome. Um, but some recruiting news to start the show with before we get into all that. Cass, Ohio State just killing it on the recruiting end. Um, oh, for sure, for sure. Um, of course, we'll talk about this a little bit more briefly a little later, but Aaron Nolan is expected committed to Ohio State. First left-handed quarterback since Steve Belisari. I was 10 years old, 11 years old when he took over the reins at starting quarterback Ohio State after Joe Duran. So that's been a long time since we've had a left-handed quarterback. But just recently, four-star linebacker, four-star linebacker. I just lost it. Where'd it go? Um, the, <laughs> the Pierce kid, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Peyton Pierce uh, committed to Ohio State, Texas. Texas was the notable team. Notre Dame, I think, also. Ending Ohio State out with 10 recruits on the season. Uh, out of Texas, 131 tackles, 20... This is last year's stats, 131 tackles, 21 tackles for loss, six sacks, six pass breakups, and five forced fumbles. The dude's an absolute monster. Huge get. And he's, I feel like he's one of those guys that by August, well, not August, but by National Signing Day in December will be elevated to a five-star. I, I, I could totally see that happening, Cass. I, I just think lately Ohio State's been killing it on the recruiting side. My, I mean – my my two favorite commitments are the brothers. I think yeah. I think they're the attitude they bring and everything, and like the just the 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 leadership they're gonna bring. The two Armstrong brothers from Lakewood, Ohio. I, I mean, I just I I think that's such a good like start to your group, and then bringing Air Nolan. Like I was watching some of his highlights. He kind of reminds me a little bit of Tua. Uh, I can see a little bit of Bryce Young, except I feel like he plays kind of like Bryce Young ish. The way I kind of watched it, but he's left-handed. Um, his, but he's a baller because he's a winner in Georgia, so you know he's going to be good. And his ball placement is a left. Just picture a left-handed CJ Stroud when it comes to ball placement. Yeah, fifteen and zero as a starting quarterback, a state champion in his first year as a head, as a quarterback. He's another. Like, he's another guy who I think will be a five-star. The uh, on the end of the recruiting hits. He's a, he's a guy he's a guy too. I mean, he's 195 pounds right now. 6395 pounds. He's big, but when they get him in the weight room and stuff too, he's going to be a beast. Like when, when he fully when he fully develops Cass, he might be another 20 30 pounds heavier and an inch or two taller. Just, just a crazy that you know, it, it's like get Kyle or Devin Brown this year. We got Lincoln Canoles for coming in this year, late 23, this summer. And then next summer, or January, we're going to get 
Aaron Nolan. This is a great problem to have in the end. It's real funny to me that Ohio State was the um, the team that Michigan was. Even Braylon Edwards just a week, just a week ago saying that Ohio State's pretty much done. They're starting to take a step back, and then boom, two huge recruits back to back. It, it's insane. Um, this year's class, no, three, I would say three. You had Milo Graham last week, last early last week. You had Aaron Nolan on, on Saturday. And then now you get this Peyton Pierce guy. What's up with Garrett Stover, Ian Horn, the Armstrong brothers, and Mark who's a three-star, very good three-star. You're sleeping on James Peoples, four-star athlete out of Texas. And James Peoples. James Peoples. This is a class that is starting starting to come together, and I'm starting. I think they're pretty much finished on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, the offensive side of the ball, but it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see because now you you got Peyton Pierce you have to go get this you have to go get a safety these DBs you have to go get Stewart kid out of Maryland I think the Stewart kid is the next must get the number one defense of the number one defensive uh player in, in you know the defensive lineman in in the country I believe he is oh. I'm never worried about stars. I'm just worried about making sure you get every position with recruiting. And I, I feel like the coaches are doing a good job with this class, getting every targeting yeah. every position well. Like I feel like this is a very well-rounded class, and I feel like they're going to gel well together. Well, and they got two right now, uh, Aaron Scott and Miles Lockhart, two defensive backs that are very highly crystal ball to come to Ohio State. I think they would be the next – the next guys to come in. Hey, don't forget Sam Williams Dixon, another running back that could that could commit to Ohio State. The kid's gonna play at Pickerington North High School. I can't as a guy who does Fairfield County schools, I can't wait to finally cover this kid who's been up at West Holmes. He's a three star running back. It's gonna be interesting to see. I still think the Stewart kid out of Maryland is gonna be huge if they can somehow land him. The defensive end, the defensive. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's, it, but I'm, like, like I like, like we mentioned before, we have to trust the coaching staff and everything. Like, before, I just don't want people worrying about stars. Like, I, I, I'm very happy with the talent they're bringing in now. Like, Le- Lincoln Keenholz, he like his stars aren't accurate for the type of athlete he is. Because then you see like the highlights of a guy like him, and you're like, how is he only like this many stars? So, because he's a freak athlete, and I'm excited about him. So, I think Ryan Day is doing a pretty good job. I have no complaints. I, I have no no complaints. Dylan Stewart's the the the, the kid. Um, right now, he's very very warm on South Carolina, Alabama, and Georgia. It's going to be tough. Also with uh, Colorado and mix. He's number two edge rusher in the country. He's from Washington, D.C. It's going to be a tough, tough. Um, by the way, Ohio State has jumped the number two in the football recruiting. They are now the number two. Right below Georgia, number one, Ohio State two, 
three Michigan, LSU four, Notre Dame five, Florida State six, seven Tennessee, eight Penn State, nine Pitt, ten Wake Forest. Doesn't that make you so happy, though, when you see how much some of these other teams are spending? And Ohio State's not even top 10 spending in recruiting technically somehow by some graphic I saw that has to be true that um, we're not even top 10 in recruiting. We're the, we're the second best recruiting team. That's great asset allocation, Cass. Like that's the best bang for your buck because I believe Georgia was the top, but they, they're number one. So we, we're, we're, we're great then. Yeah, I think I think we are. We. It's just gonna be interesting. We still got a full summer. We still got a full summer, and I think state. I think my question to you was: Do you think Ohio State's defensive recruiting is going to start leveling up with getting Scott now with Pearson here? If we could get these two DBs, you're looking. We're looking pretty strong. Uh I think we'll be fine. I I I won't even say level up. I think we'll just go be get back to the standard that we were at. I think what we've seen the last couple of years has been a weird, weird anomaly. Um, it's been odd. I don't know. Time time must have flipped or something. With I mean, you, you've seen it. Um, but I do think, you know, I think we'll be fine. I think we can absolutely get those two guys, and um, we'll get back to the level we were at. Yeah, absolutely. And the fact that we're starting to recruit, recruit well, in the D, in the DB area, the DB area, the past I would say two years, we haven't done so strong. And it, it and I think too, what's going to help is this. I think this defense could be so much better than it was last year, and that's I saying agree. a lot too. And I think that's just going to continue to get these recruits. Um, also, on recruit, we talked about Aaron Nolan. Aaron Nolan's impact. It's funny because the message boards were saying from Miami and Texas A&M were saying, Ohio State put the money bag on Aaron Nolan. There's no way Ohio State outbid Aaron Nolan. It just, says, it just says something to that, like, he he didn't even go to Georgia. He's a local kid, and he went, at, he went to Ohio. Yeah. So what does that tell you? Think about the state champion. This is where I'd say the impact that Aaron Nolan's going to have on the state. He won a state championship in arguably the toughest division in high school football in the country, the 6A. You're talking the 6A division and where Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence and all them guys came from. It, it this just kid says has already something. won a state championship. It just says something too that you know from that division and everything that state Ohio State's getting the best quarterbacks. We took Justin Fields. I know he went to Georgia, but he ultimately came to Ohio State, and we used him the correct way. And he's a Buckeye, and we're getting you know Aaron Nolan. So I think the Buckeyes have actually really gotten a stranglehold in that that recruiting area, and that's great. That's we're taking all their quarterbacks. And do you think too? Do you think that Aaron Nolan was concerned about Kirby Smart at all? And the way he runs his offense, you, you don't it, think? I, I it, it might have been. I hear. Here's the thing. I also look into it. You're talking. Aaron Nolan is right now. As of right now, he's ranked up there with Justin Fields, and actually, he's probably ranked higher in the state of Georgia than Justin Fields. Justin Fields never won the state championship. Aaron Nolan could have a chance to win two, which is something Trevor Lawrence can do. 
how does if you're a Georgia Bulldog fan, you got Justin Fields in his pass. You let Trevor Lawrence walk across the state line to go to South Carolina. Now you're watching Air Norman five states up to Ohio State. If you're a Georgia fan, yeah, you just had you just won national championship back <laughs> defensively, but how do you watch three it it defies, it defies logic. Your state. It defies logic, but it's also a testament to just Kirby Smart's defenses, man. I mean, yeah. when you're just missing, you don't you don't win multiple national championships when you lose on in-state recruits like that, that big. That just means your defense and everywhere else about your coaching game is probably unreal. So that's what but, it shows. But eventually, it'll catch up to you. Eventually, in theory. I mean, I mean, I can't. If you're Georgia, you got to be sitting and wondering because these defensive players aren't going to come. I mean, they're not always going to come. You got to think, okay, how can we get our offense to start leveling up? Ohio State, the Alabamas, the not even say Clemson this year because, (laughs) but. I mean, Ohio State, you know, Georgia did score a lot of points last year. But here's the thing. I looked at I looked at some, some numbers here. I don't know the exact numbers I was looking at. Michigan and Georgia scored a lot of points. Their defense giving the their offense. Ohio State scored a lot of points because they ran more than one I was never impressed by Georgia's offense. It was just... They're just physically, I feel like, just faster and stronger, but they're not like they don't run a good offense, in my opinion, if that makes sense. The thing is, is when, okay, uh, the kid, the tight end is gone. Brock Bowers is still there. What do you have outside of Bowers? You've got a three quarterback race at quarterback. But I'll tell you what, Brock Bowers is a big, a big, like, sprain your ankle in week five, and then he's just going to. He's just done because, like, think about it. If you're Brock Bowers and you're going to be a first-round pick next year for sure, you get you sprain your ankle in, like, week five of the season, like, you're probably – he's probably, like, he's going to just opt out. Like, I feel like he's a candidate to do that. But what helps Georgia – how is it – I mean, they're the defending national champions, so I'll give them that. Michigan and Georgia – Probably run the same similar off type of offense. We're going to pound the ball with you. We got a quarterback. We got quarterbacks that can get, throw good play action pass, and we got great tight ends. Carthy's probably a lot better than what Georgia's going to try it out for this year. But this is Georgia's run Tennessee Martin. Week two, Ball State. Week three, home against South Carolina. Week four, UTE. Week five, Week six, it's Georgia. Week seven, Vanderbilt. Week eight, Florida. Week nine, Mizzou. Week eleven, finish the season. Georgia Tech. Watch Georgia Tech just be a wagon this year and beat them. That'd be hilarious. But like. This schedule's ass. This is a rebuilding year for Georgia, and they play nobody. 
but they'll they'll get exposed in the SEC championship. That's a thing. Yeah, it, Tennessee's. I don't. Joe, I know you're on the Joe Milton night train since he left Michigan. I mean, I don't say. I still think Tennessee because they Tennessee they lost their receivers this year. Tennessee's not going to be that good. They'll be probably the best outside of South Carolina. I think South Carolina but, either has a chance to lose in the. But that game is in that game is at Tennessee, right? Yes. That's why Tennessee has the edge in that, in and my I, opinion. And I, and I think South Carolina has a great team, a good team coming back. So could buy them early in the season, especially if Spencer Rattler and company are playing. Michigan, by the way, we know what their schedule is. It's, I mean, it's, that makes sense to me, though. I, I do agree. I feel like Tennessee, South Carolina would be the two teams that could really give Georgia a run for the money in the regular season. I don't see – I mean, Florida, maybe if something crazy happens where, like, Napier and the staff just have a great team out of nowhere, that would be hard, though. I, I don't see that happening, but you never know. Or Kentucky just kind of pulling a rabbit out of their hat. I don't. Mean, I don't anticipate Kentucky being great. Yeah, it's, so I, I feel like it would have to be Tennessee or South Carolina primarily. Unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately, it does seem that way. But, Otherwise, they have a path, a breeze to the SEC championship. And you know, an undefeated Georgia team, twelve and zero, they lose the SEC championship. They're still going to be the defending national champs. They're absolutely going to be a three or four seed still in the playoff. Hundred percent. Even if they lose the SEC championship, go twelve and zero. I'm just calling that like I see it. Unless Bama just beats the brakes off them. But this brought up a good point. To somebody said this. I forget who it was. Michigan and Ohio State are starting to look and recruiting against Georgia and Bama. Do you think Mark Pantone and whoever Michigan's recruiting coordinator is saying, telling these some of these Southern guys that are flipping to these Northern to Michigan and Ohio State? Do you think you're saying, wait, the Big Ten got two teams in the playoffs. The SEC didn't. Possibly. I think uh, possibly it could just be that um, with, you know, the super conferences are kind of forming, like like my, my earlier theory like a year ago. And it, since the super conferences are forming, I think it's going to be basically the SEC and the Big Ten are going to be the two major conferences, and it's going to almost be two teams from every year usually getting in out of that. Um, unless, you know, the Big 12 or the uh, Pac-12, they have a wagon, like, or the ACC has, like, Clemson or Florida well, State good. Well, what I've been hearing that if Notre Dame is up, ends up forcing to join a conference, it is the ACC just because – the ties they have the ACC, which definitely levels up the ACC because now Florida State could be like, okay, we're starting to get better with play. Miami started getting some NIL money in. It's going to be interesting to see. Again, I can't wait to this offseason because what season stuff's going to happen? The Big 12 are sitting there. What are we going to do? The Big 12 is going to school because did you know the recent news? Was struggling to find a TV deal. The latest CW. CW. I, f- I feel like True TV, True TV needs to make a play. This is their chance. Actually, True TV and TBS. Come on, Mike. TBS would be good. TBS West. That's perfect. 
to CW. Zach Smith said it perfectly on his podcast today. Coconut Batch after Batman Returns. Oregon State at Washington State. I mean. Or no, if anyone watches All-American out there, All-American, fall All-American, and then uh, USC versus UCLA no, at you know, you, Do you know how on, on CBS, every time the Super Bowl is on CBS, it's like, catch a brand new season of Survivor after the Super Bowl. It could be like, the season seven of All American premiere after Oregon State and Washington State. Literally, dude, that's so facts. It's I'm not gonna lie. Today was a beautiful day, of spring in Ohio. Yeah, I got a little sad because I it, it 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 felt like fall weather in the air this morning. A little bit. And my mom, I knew it was spring, but it felt like fall. Like I was like, this also feels like a October September day, and I'm like. I should be watching a football game right now. I thought, and I was like, "Oh man, we have so many months." Dude, YouTube it, man. I'm telling you, YouTube has old Ohio State games on. It has old college games on. That's how I get my fix in the summertime, man. But I also study the game too, so. I, I need to get into some XFL, but it's just not happening. <laughs> it's, oh, it's bad football, isn't it? I just don't care. Yeah. Uh, real quick before you get into spring game. Taylor Mikesell, baby, is joining Kelsey Mitchell. She was drafted in the second round of the Indiana Fever. The Indiana Fever quietly starting to get a roster. They drafted the South Carolina with Kelsey Mitchell. This team could be a bother. You know what? They only a couple hours away. We might go have to go see Kelsey Mitchell and Taylor Mikesell, Dan. I'd be, I would be down. Indy, I was actually in Indy a couple weeks ago. Love the city. Um, I think I'm definitely gonna become an indie like regular every couple months. Go back there. It's there's stuff to do. It's it's Indianapolis. It's great. Um, I'd be down. I think also think Columbus needs a WNBA team. I think we would do very well. I think um, we'd do pretty good. I think I think I think Columbus would be the perfect market. Ohio doesn't have one. Since he doesn't need it, uh, screw Cincinnati. Cleveland, they have the Cavs. Like nationwide, could easily have a, a WNBA team. What's wrong with Cincinnati? With the Bengals and the Reds, you, you guys have too much stuff. Columbus needs more love. We have the we have the Bengals who are Super Bowl contending team. Like, and we have the Reds who are about to be mathematically eliminated from the playoffs in about a couple weeks. You don't got the Buckeyes. <laughs> They got the Bearcats. Big 12 Bearcats. You don't have the historic Columbus Blue Jackets. Yep. I don't even know. I, they have Cincinnati FC, and I, I could care less. I thought about being the savage that I am, going to, yeah, but I don't feel like getting beat up by going to Columbus Crew and be like, go Cincinnati FC. I don't really give a crap. <laughs> you want to get beat up because it's a yeah. friendly rivalry. Because all the FC Cincinnati fans were crew fans. Yeah, I could care less. I mean, I mean, I, I think I think Columbus would do well with a WNBA team as well. They'd have to come up with a clever name, but I mean, nothing's played it nationwide in the summer, so why not? That's what I'm saying. I looked at the schedule. It would be, it would be fine. It's just maybe traffic might not be great on like a, a a baseball, like a Clippers day. 
I would say it'd still be fine the, though. The Clippers would probably draw more fans than the the Columbus WNBA game. Yeah. Well, we'll never know until it, they do. Depends. It. Depends if you okay. If this for, if, say if Columbus is awarded a WNBA franchise, they would have pick in the twenty twenty four draft. Caitlin Clark, baby. Oh, oh, okay. I like it. I like it. And it's like they just gotta take nationwide too, because like they're like it's already there. You just literally need to just pay an application fee, a lease fee, create then, the logo, and just and get wear, some players and wear the nationwide insurance packed on your jersey. Yeah, I don't even know what like what color. Oh, that's I don't know what colors they could be. White, blue, and blue. Blue and dark blue and white. Maybe some pink. Yeah, with a little bit of pink. Yeah. We have to come up with a cool name. Mm. All right, table this project. This is a summer project. I'm gonna create a logo. <laughs> WNBA Columbus team. We're starting it. Um, but. WNBA is great. More importantly, spring <laughs> spring game. Well, Focus. The, the, the actual spring game was this Saturday, this Saturday, this past Saturday, but the spring game for the fans is this week. Um, but not that this came out. Yeah, what's going to happen? But this came out. Strange. We are still champions, but should be back by spring, by summer. I guess the turf, 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 uh, turtles have got to go through it again. <laughs> but maybe they can have a scrimmage and they're actually going to take and use the spring game as a scrimmage. I don't know. So, from my understanding, this is the way they're going to score it. Because um, I'm reading this from the dispatch. This is from today? Yes. A touchdown, they're going to score it six points along with the extra point. A takeaway, three points. Three and out, three points. Sack, two points. Forced punt, one point. So, they're doing offense, defense. It appears so. So, my, guess, know, so my guess would be first team... Defense will be Scarlet. Second team defense will be Scarlet. Second team offense it, will be. It appears so. Because right now, it's the, these are the people who are absolutely. I know you just went over is Eichenberg, Chambers, Travion, Evan Pryor, Fleming, Xavier Johnson, Emeka Abuka, Jacob James, Court Williams, and Mitchell Melton. Um, and then, but you did, they still are updating it. So you are right, I think. So there's more to come. Uh, I would suspect that. Um, Harrison Jr. play zero snaps, but will dress. I feel like he'll play like two snaps. Yeah. But anyways. Oh, he'll play the first drive. Yeah. What are we expecting? Like, what What do you want to see out of the spring game? Chip train him. It's going to score at least two touchdowns. That's my one prediction. I want to see it. I think because he's a guy who he's definitely he's definitely going to want to play because he's fighting for playing time. 
he we don't really know where to play him 90% of the time. We just kind of throw him out there. I think they're just going to try different spots with him. But I want to see two touchdowns if he gets touches at running back. I think he could totally do it. Um, I'm not making – like, I, I don't want to see, like, predictions. I think Chip Graham is going to have a big day. I also think Dallin Hayden is going to have a big day. Let's see the emergence of Jaden Dowler. See what he can do. Let's see the freshman. I, I think it's Carnell Tate. Just see what he can do. Jan- Delani Thurman. But most importantly, I want to see these quarterbacks come out and one of them, who just take the job and just go. See, just take that step. Like, okay. I'll, I'll hedge your bet. I'll hedge it. I'll hedge it. I want to see our defense pick off our quarterbacks. Because then, then, spin zone. If our, if our quarterbacks play bad, then we can just say our defense is really good. <laughs> and it's the defense that's improved. I want to see the defense make some plays. I want to see Sonny, uh, Sonny Styles. I want to see Kai Stokes. Maybe get a pick one of them. Davidson. I can see that happening. I, want to see da- I also want to see Davidson and Ingebosun lined up against Harrison. Just for the like, just for the fans' eyes to be like, oh, shit, you know, let's get, let's get the real deal. I, I also don't want to see anything too flashy. So I just want to see, again, I want to see what the quarterback, I, I, all of are going to be on the quarterbacks regardless. I want to see if we can play football. I just want to see if they can, like, line, everyone communicates the line, like, functions, it moves, we run smart plays, complimentary football. Like, that's what I want to see. And just be smart about it. Like, give fans, give the fans a show, but be safe, be smart about. It. Like, I, again, with the quarterback, the quarterbacks, I I want both of them to shine. I but I also want to just take the job, just here and take the job, so that we don't have to fall. I also like I'm not expecting much out of not expecting much out of the defensive line performance. That's one thing you will you gotta take away from this. Like the defensive line performance you can't really measure because I feel like the stat the sacks are sometimes inflated in these games from recent memory. It's like sometimes like Jack Zoyer, like Zach Harris will get like three or four sacks in the game. You're like, how's that? And it's like if they touch him, he's down. So it's it's they like they, the some of the stats you, you gotta take with a grain of salt when you watch this. I, 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 I'm not going to wade too much into the defensive line's performance because I don't know how much they're going to play a guy like Tyleek Williams or Mike Hall Jr. too. I, I'm sure they'll get some snaps, but... I I want to see Reed Cratio, Cody Simon, C.J. Hicks... Yeah. ...just play. We already, are- know, we already know what Steel Chambers and... Um, Steel Chambers and Tommy Eichenberg could do. What can the other guys do? Also... We know what Cade Stover is going to do. What can we see out of Joe Royer, T. Scott Jr., and Delani Thurman? Also, uh, Hancock and um, Jair Brown and all that. I think it's going to be fun. So, them to bring back the 40-yard dash against the student, I think that's fun. And also, I want to see these kickers. I want Day to stop the game and just have these kickers boot the ball and see what we can do with them. Yeah. I think they should call a student down, see if the student can kick better. No, 
I, I think we got solid kickers this year. I really do. No, we do. We do. I, Ruggles, Ruggles got shafted. I feel bad because he, he had a very good career up until that one kick and that he'll yep. always be remembered for that. And he was, he was a good kicker. I thought up like you can't, you can't get them all through the field goal. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I, I really do. It's going to be fun. I'll be in yeah. Vegas. I won't be able to watch it until Sunday on my way back from Vegas. Just because, you know, it'll be on 8 o'clock in the morning out there. And I'm sure it'll be able to. So. The beautiful part about the spring game is it gives us, like, four weeks of content. Like, we get to analyze everything. So that's the exciting part. We're going to overanalyze every throw. Devin Brown, like, what if Devin Brown just comes out and lights it up? <laughs> what, if they, what if they both do? What if, That's okay. a good problem to what, have. What about, what if both of them, Gibby, a kid from Oregon State, just comes out and pulls out? That's a bad I'm open, to Best player plays. Best, pay, best player plays. But like, like somebody said earlier, you, you imagine like we gotta be, you gotta be glad that we have a room like this because in 2019, thank God Justin Fields didn't go down because all we had was Chris Chubb. Now we have a good problem. We have two solid quarterbacks that could probably get it done. Yeah, Chug Chugs was very important. <laughs> yeah, but that's all I really. Oh, Jeff Okuda. Trade it to the Falcons. Any thoughts? My thoughts were real quick. Falcons are going to have a nasty secondary. They're going to have A.J. Terrell, um, Jesse Bates, Jeff Okuda, Casey Hayward. Uh, I think they have a couple other people in secondary. Good for him to um, rejoin his career, get healthy, and get a new look. It's it, I'm happy because one he's no longer wearing blue and he's no longer playing in that in that state up north. He's now in Georgia wearing you know red and black again, like scarlet gray colors. Like I'm happy. <laughs> yeah. I'm but yeah, hey, that's all I got. I met Ryan Day over the weekend. Oh yeah. <laughs> Is that a nice flex? Me? I was at a booster meeting. Uh, it was pretty cool. The meet and greet with Ryan Day. Uh, and listen to the guy talk. Well, I'm not going to sit here and say what he said because, yeah, <laughs> because it's, you know, behind closed doors. But the judgmental vibe I got out of some of these booster members was pretty hysterical. Uh, one lady asked me what I did for a living. I said, oh, I work for Kansas. She's like, oh. Saw me in Dublin. <laughs> and I got the look. We're talking about, you know, sort of, yeah, I've done a little bit of that. And she looked at me like, is it? So you don't do it? And then I, it's like $2 to you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're the reason we didn't get that recruit, Cass. If we don't get these defensive recruits, your cheap ass is why we didn't get them. <laughs> <laughs> or, or the, or the, uh, why we have to this NIL stuff. It's like, I threw the, I threw the uh, Chris Spielman story in front of him. Chris Spielman 
sued Ohio State. Did he like saying Chris Billman didn't want to sue Ohio State, but he did to prove a point, saying Ohio State's making so much money and universities are making so much money off of these student athletes, player likeness and stuff. Do you think people go into the shoe when you walk around in the shoe and you see number I think it was number thirty six jerseys at the time? Those were for Chris Spielman, not because of Ohio State. It's like Ohio State was making so much money up there. That's why I said I was, these there's NIO is a big deal. It is a big deal, but yeah. Yeah, I mean we that's that's we should talk about that in another episode, man. But that's we're tabling that for next episode or when there's nothing, because that's a great topic to cover, the Chris Spielman lawsuit and all the other lawsuits and all the other scandals. But that's all I got. So thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Bunch of Notes podcast. And as always, go Bucks. Go Bucks.